It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. What's going on, guys? It is Chris Russell here. This is the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 247. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We approach the final week of the early part, let's call it that, of the NFL offseason, and that is Redskins once again voluntary organized team activities a final week of that media will be out at redskins park on tuesday including yours truly so we will have more uh, interviews and reaction and press conferences i guess we're going to get to meet with uh, the new special teams coordinator nate katzer uh and get his thoughts on some things I, I like what i've seen so far i like his energy i like his enthusiasm i don't know how good of a coach he is but i like his energy and I like his enthusiasm um, for sure. You could see that very clearly just observing uh, at minicamp practices last week. Of course, we'll hear from Jay Gruden and some players. That's all still to come. On this episode, we're going to clean out the sound archive and hear back from offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. Uh, he spoke to the media for the first time, I believe, um, at, you know, as a whole and at length uh, for about 13 minutes. So I thought that was certainly worthy of our time. We'll split it up into a couple of different segments uh, just to kind of stay on track here. Uh, but Kevin O'Connell is highly, highly thought of, not only in the building, but around the NFL. And, all right, so let's get to uh, part one of Kevin O'Connell meeting with reporters uh, last week at Redskins Park after a mandatory minicamp practice. What's up, everybody? All right. You ready? Ready to roll? Ready to roll. All right. Um, you've... <laughs> You've got two new quarterbacks in the belly. I guess with, with Woodrum, you've got three new quarterbacks in the belly. But, but with Keenum um, and Haskins in particular, what's the acclimation process been like, and what are your first impressions on those guys? First impressions, really, on all three. They've done a heck of a job the whole spring. But our teaching progression from the offense, uh, the way the rules are set now, we really get – we first get – a hold of them during phase one in the meeting room, and we try to expose them to as much as we can. Uh, but then phase two starts, and we get to go out there and see how talented guys are. Dwayne got integrated towards the end of that post-draft. And then this is really where we start to kind of the learning curve just goes 1,000 miles a minute because we can talk protection now. We can talk situational football today, two minute. There was five things that came up in those two minute drives where we got to go back and talk about, you know, you can't run with no timeouts in the red zone, you know, late in a two minute drive. You can't do things that they know, but they're so focused on plays, so focused on progressions and flipper calls and protections that they forget about playing football sometimes. So we got to circle back and make sure we hit all those. So the, the spring is a great time for teaching, but we're also, there's an end goal in mind of giving these guys the best possible chance to all compete for the job you know, come fall training camp, so. 
Last year, you guys had Paul Richardson to give you that uh, vertical threat. Now you've got him coming back, plus you add McLaurin. Yep. Obviously, it's going to mean more chances to go down the field. But what does that mean, both in terms of for you from a playbook perspective? How much more, I guess, can you go to? And then in terms of for, for Haskins in particular, what do you think that's going to do for him for his particular skill set? Yeah, I think his skill set fits with having some vertical speed on the outside, especially not only to just take the top off. I know that's a common term sometimes. we got to throw some of those balls, and we got to make, uh, make defenses defend the entire field, not only vertically, but sideline to sideline. And he's got the ability to really stretch the field. You know, you guys have seen him throw the ball outside the numbers, I think, pretty impressively this spring. Case can do it as well. Um, but for the most part, those, having those skill sets, and Terry's been outstanding, and getting Paul Richardson back healthy will be huge for us just because he's a veteran presence that's been there, done that for that room, along with Josh Doxson outside. I think those young guys have some good examples to watch work every day. But at the same time, we'd love for there to be some competition amongst those guys in that room because there's no doubt that that skill set's needed. And, and I think going back through the years of, of Coach Gruden's offense here, when those skill sets have been there, you guys probably can remember some of the times that the explosive plays really started to show up, which I know me personally would love to get back to. So, What has jumped out at you with Dwayne so far? Well, you spend so much time, John, evaluating the skill sets on tape. What did they do at Ohio State? And I you know, have a relationship with Coach Day. I, I know the system, parts of it. I don't want to say I know the whole thing, but you know enough of it to be able to see some of the things that he's doing on tape at a really high level in college football. And you kind of form your evaluations of somebody but there's nothing like getting them on the field here at Redskins Park, calling our plays, throwing to our players. Uh, you really start to see kind of where you can realistically set expectations for guys. And from a skill set, he's been wild. I know Jay's talked about it. It's, it's not hard to see his skill set throwing the football. Um, I've been really impressed with his ability to go through Coach Rattay's individuals and, and really not waste any time out there knowing that every moment matters for him. And sometimes rookies can swim a little bit with all the information we're throwing at him and, and want a little bit of a deep breath and say, hold on a second, now let me get ready for this next period. But he hasn't been like that at all. It's just, what do you got for me next? Let's go. And even if he makes a mistake, he's been pretty good about not making the same mistake twice, which is something I'm really looking for from him throughout the whole spring. I know that... Uh you're concentrating on a million different things, but watching the line and the rookies on the line especially, you guys had so many injuries on the line last year and the continuity was wrecked and you had to sign guys off the street. Yeah. Is there at least a hope this year that if and when you do have injuries, you've got in-house replacements this time? Yeah, I think that's the goal. I mean, we drafted a couple guys. Uh, we signed, obviously, somebody in free agency and Eric Flowers. And then there's still those young guys that although they were pressed into action last year, uh, those guys are developing. Coach Callahan's the best in the business at developing offensive linemen. And even when he had to do it and, you know, guys showing up in the building on a Tuesday and he's coaching guys to play on a Saturday or Sunday, it was, you know, you still saw those guys progressing. And then you add the draft picks and then hopefully there's nothing like seeing Brandon Sheriff and Morgan Moses and hopefully Trent eventually Chase Rouillet, seeing what that starting five is going to look like. Then we can kind of think about the depth at that point. But you're absolutely right. At this point, uh, you know, we're just focusing on our system, making sure these guys are learning, 
uh, you know, what things, when we say things, everything has a meaning in our system and you spend a lot of time talking about it. Now we'll go back upstairs and evaluate, see where they're at. And Coach Callahan always evaluating the technique and fundamentals, just like we're doing with the quarterback, all of our position coach right now. That's really what the spring is all about. In addition to installing all this offense and, and sometimes overcomplicating things, we, we in fact need to teach technique and fundamentals to a lot of these guys because uh, the things we're asking them to do could be foreign to them compared to what they did in college so hey, Kevin Kim Sims had a pretty big day and over OTAs it seems like he's got a really good rapport with both Dwayne and Case what do you think his potential is uh, as you move forward here well you everybody probably remembers I mean he was a playmaker in training camp last year from day one really pleasant surprise we knew he could you know he we knew he had ball skills we knew what he maybe potentially could be but at Alabama there was so much talent there maybe you know the, the nation didn't get to see some of those plays and then he shows up here he's confident uh, he works extremely hard he's got a great skill set for that Z position which we're always looking for and then, you know, the injury happens and he's kind of a forgotten guy for a year. We draft some young guys. We have some veterans coming back. But Cam's in a great spot right now. I think he's motivated to make sure that he's in the mix every single day. And when his number's called, you never can guarantee things in this system for guys. You know, scripting plays, you're trying to get this guy a choice route. You're trying to get that guy a, a post or a go ball. And then Manusk decides to play a defense that makes the quarterback throw it here or there. So when his number's called, it could be few and far between. But it was good to see him really execute and make that deep play in, in two minutes. He made a couple other, caught the dagger, I think, at seven on seven. So it's just good to see him showing up and finishing plays for sure. All right, once again, that is part one of Redskins offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell meeting with reporters. We'll have part two coming up next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. This is episode number 247. I'm your host, Chris Russell. When you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins. As well, make sure you follow the podcast and all sorts of columns, features, news, and information at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. And as well, make sure you follow at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, at Locked on NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. Back in a flash. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 247. We welcome you back. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. As always, your host right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Always make sure you guys remember that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. I still can't figure out the whole hate like thing, but okay. Maybe that's the way the kids speak nowadays. I'm not sure. Uh, Either way, go to Hotels.com. When you need a place to stay on the road, 
It is beach season. It is vacation season. Lots of people going away. Uh, I'm going to take my kids uh, down to Bush Gardens and um, their water park for a couple of days this summer in Williamsburg, Virginia. And I'm going to book my hotel through Hotels.com. And away we go. You should too. Uh, As well, today's show is also brought to you in part by Untuck It. Make sure you visit Untuck It. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking, tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com and put in the promo code NBA, that's right, NBA, to get 20% off. Also, while you're at it, make sure you go check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. We tell you about Himalaya all the time. It's free, super easy to use. Every single podcast you love or you are searching for personally curated playlists by our expert podcast tastemakers. That's right, yeah. Uh, Everything from comedy to mystery to thriller. Let me try that again. (laughs) Everything from comedy to mystery to thrillers and sports is all available to you right now on the Himalaya podcasting app. Go check it out and tell them uh, that you want or download and follow Locked on Redskins. There you go. All right, so... Back to Redskins Park, Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator, first year on that job, certainly a rising star. And we're going to start this part with my question to Kevin O'Connell about his star being uh, on the rise, both inside the building and around the NFL and what that means in terms of potentially a play calling. Listen, this is a pretty fascinating answer that he gave. Kevin, um, your star has been on the rise not only in the organization but around the NFL. A lot of people are kind of buzzing about you. I mean, what do you feel about, like, your new responsibility, your new role, and is there, like, a desire on your end this year to maybe get involved in some of the actual in-game play calling, or is that, like, I need a year to just concentrate on this? No, I think for me, when I got here day one three years ago, I noticed right away, you know, Jay is one of those play callers that – he gets in a great rhythm, but he's not afraid to ask for a call every now and then. He's not afraid to say, hey, Kevin, what do you like here? You're talking to the quarterback every day, every meeting uh, as the quarterback coach, or even last year, you know, even transitioning, still working with the quarterbacks, transitioning to more of a passing game role. He relies on his coaching staff, just like he does Bill in the run game, um, Coach Angelico in the run game, in the pass game, and then us as a staff. When we game plan, it's really a, you know, everybody's got their responsibilities, but the best plays and the, and, and the best ways of attacking the team we're playing get put on the call sheet, and, and Coach Gruden's going to call those plays. And if he ever needs a call, I've learned really quickly to have a call ready for him. Um, I'm always trying to develop uh, and and being around some of the coaches that I've got to be around as a player and a coach. It gives me that opportunity. Thank thank goodness every day to learn and and potentially uh, when he needs a call, it might be three calls in a game. It might be 10 calls. It might be no calls, but I'll be ready because I'm constantly evaluating myself. You know, am I ready to call a play? It's third and seven with the game on the line. What would I call here? And if Jay needs a call, I'll have it for him. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be ready to go most times like he has been. And, and he's a wonderful play caller to be able to learn from every single day, just like a lot of the guys I've been lucky enough to be around. Kevin, this is obviously your first time going through the spring as a coordinator, first time being in charge of the install. What are some things you wanted to do a little differently this year? And how do you think that process has gone? A big thing for me, Craig, was just trying to make sure that we were 
getting the, the fundamentals and techniques taught on our base offense. Sometimes you get enamored with plays, right? You get enamored with install 10 and making sure, hey, did we get all every, you're highlighting the install sheet and you get through this playbook and you say, well, what did we really accomplish? So for me, it's been making sure that we're circling back on install one. We've drafted a rookie quarterback in the first round. You want to make sure he's getting the plays that really, when I, when I think about our offense, they make up our system. They make up the offense that's been put together over the years that I've been here and going back to years before I ever got here. So for me, it's just making sure we're getting those reps. We're getting back to the play action game. We're making sure we're moving the quarterback a little bit. First and second down to me uh, has been a goal of mine to get, get back to some explosive passes. And it's, it's a product of a lot of things, but I, I think if we can run the football, which is always something we want to do, it's hard to really do when you're not wearing pads out here, but you can simulate running the right plays versus the right fronts. And then obviously the play actions, the keepers, the, the completion plays you want to call on first and second down, and then leading into what we're working on just as much as anything, situational footballs where you know you want to be as good as you possibly can be in third down, red zone, two minute, because all of those things hopefully you know will help you not only train a young quarterback, but a, a, Playmakers on the offense start to show up. The health of the offensive line start to show up. Your running backs, that you know, that really good running back room we have, you start to really feel how it's all going to get put together when the games start in the fall. Coach, Coach, I'm not even sure exactly how to word this, but um, given and assuming that Dwayne Haskins grows to his potential the way everybody thinks he has a special talent like that, I mean, he'll still have a lot to learn early in the season, but we all everybody assumes he's special. How much will you have to take into account the health and effectiveness of the offensive line before you make the decision to actually put him in on in a regular season game? Yeah, obviously we're going to have a, a quarterback competition and we're going to make sure everybody gets the reps that we need to see, not only in the practices, but hopefully in the games uh, to really truly evaluate it and let you know Coach Gruden and our whole staff make the, make the you know, the collective decision, hopefully, on who that guy is going to be. But anytime you have a young quarterback that you're invested in, like we are with Dwayne, it's a daily, it's a daily process training that guy. And you really don't want to look towards the end of the process now, because if he feels that at all, he might start looking ahead and, and not just look for tomorrow, making sure he has a really good mini camp number two practice. But as far as that, I hope we can put him in the best possible situation when the time's right for him to play. It's the guys up front, it's the guys outside, it's those running backs I just talked about, it's the guys on the other side of the ball, they maybe are playing really, really well. Uh, special teams, this whole team hopefully comes together and, and if he's the best guy, if he's, if he's won the quarterback job, I think we all will be, will be confident putting him you know, out there day one. But I, like I said, we're, we're in the role of developing him and, and trying to have not only the best quarterback room we can, but he's a young quarterback that we see with a really, really bright future. So let's not rush it, but I think it'll present itself uh, probably to everyone normally how these things play out, what, what the uh, right decision will be. Coach, we're going to get back. You got it. You guys are one of the heavier run teams last year. How much do you think that was out of necessity and with – Paul Richardson being back and you drafted Terry and yep. Kelvin. Like, do you think the passing game can expand a little bit this year? Or how, how do you kind of view that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
you know, you, you, you talk about some of the injuries that happened last year. I mean, even in the room I was coaching last year, uh, I remember coaching some formations, teaching a guy what trips right and double right meant in December. And that's not a good thing when you're talking about really attacking downfield. You want to you wanna hopefully be able to keep, teach a guy snap counts and formations and motions. So when you're doing that in December, you're not really focused on, you know, the out, you're not really outcome-based as much as let's just get this guy prepared to practice today. And with that, I think we ran the ball because we could rely on Adrian. We could rely on Chris Thompson. We could re rely on Samaje and, and, and really try to set the quarterback up to have a, an easier process at the line of scrimmage. Situational football is always going to happen. Third down, red zone, the ball is going to be in their hands with everything uh, that they're required to do to make us be successful. But first and second down, I know we've really tried to establish the run in some of our games where we had a lot of success last year. We were winning the line of scrimmage, we, it, and we were able to kind of transition that into some explosive passes and, and maybe make the quarterback's job a little bit easier, which we were trying to do for guys that got here in December. Thanks, guys. All right, once again, that is Redskins offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell meeting with reporters, including me, Locked on Redskins and 106.7 The Fan, as we were all out at minicamp on uh, last week for the Redskins, all three days, mandatory minicamp, and certainly walked away with some interesting items Um that we were able to take away. We'll get into some of that on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. When we come back, I want to read you a note that I got from a member uh, of Redskins Nation. And uh, it's somebody that has served our country and is still serving our country. And I want to start a new feature uh, that we can. It was something that I threw out there after Memorial Day or in conjunction with Memorial Day. And I haven't been able to get to it just because of how busy it's been with uh, all of the news and inv interviews and information and everything surrounding the Redskins. Uh, so I want to read you this note. Uh, and I want to ask uh, a little call to action here for you guys to get more involved uh, in the podcast. We've got to do some different things here uh, to spruce it up and to get you guys to feel more uh, involved. So I want to do that uh, next. So stay tuned for that right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 247. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 247 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, today's show is brought to you in part by Grip 6, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Father's Day is this Sunday, guys. Go to Grip 6, and they have a special offer for you at Grip 6. That's G-R-I-P-6 dot com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's Grip 6 dot com slash L-O-C-K-E. K-E, and you'll get yourself a Grip 6 belt for your dad, your uh, brother, whoever it might be uh, in your life. Uh, and if you're a dad yourself, tell your kids to buy you something. 
You deserve it. Trust me. I wish my kids would buy me something. Uh, And again, don't forget to check out the new podcasting app, Himalaya. Episodic shareable playlists. Listeners can build podcast playlists by the episode. Customize it just like a playlist for songs and share it through socials, uh, through social texts uh, and emails. You can like and comment. Listeners can use the thumbs up icon and comment on individual episodes so you have a little more control at the new Himalaya podcasting app. Wherever you download your apps, Google Play Store, or the App Store, and don't forget to follow Locked on Redskins once you're there. All right, so here's a new thing that I wanted to get to, uh, and it was kind of spurred by um, a note that I got from uh, Bobby Dean. Uh, and I'm going to read you the story and because Bobby gave me permission to use it, and I, I thank him for it, and I thank him for sending this in, and I wanted to make sure that we got to it. It's a little bit late, so I apologize uh, for that, Bobby. But um, Bobby wrote me, and you can always email me at um, russellmania09 at gmail.com, russellmania09 at gmail.com. Uh, he said... My name is Robert Dean, but I go by Bobby. I am from Western North Carolina. I joined the Army as a tank crew member in March of 2003 when I was 18. I spent a little over six years in the Army. I was stationed in Korea all of 2004. I was then stationed in Germany in January of 2005. I separated from the Army while I was assigned uh, to Germany in September of 2009, While stationed in Germany, I went to Iraq twice uh, from November 2005 through October 2006, and once again April 2008 through May of 2009. I now work for the Army in Bumholder, Germany. So, again, he served the country and now works for the United States Army. I've been a Redskins fan my my entire life, Bobby says. Uh, I guess there are three reasons why that is. First, they were popular in Western North Carolina in the early 90s. Second, their last Super Bowl win was the first football game I can remember seeing. I watched it with my dad. He was not a sports fan. That is also one of my earliest memories. Last, I grew up fascinated with the military and had a deep sense of national pride and patriotism. My grandfather enlisted in the Army to fight in World War II. My dad and his brother-in-law enlisted in the Army to fight in Vietnam. My dad explained that the Redskins played in the nation's capital, so I rooted for them out of patriotism. The highlight of my fandom was in 2016. I got to go to training camp to see them. I also saw Chris Cooley at our hotel bar in Richmond. He took a picture with my daughter. I'm sure it was no big deal to him, but it was amazing and exhilarating for me. I listen to your podcast all the time. I thank you for doing it as a professional and not as just any old fan. Well, first of all, thank you, Bobby. Uh, Thank you for the nice note. Thank you for your service uh, as I reached out to you individually and privately. uh, And, um, you know, I, I was I just know that your note means a lot more to me. Uh, and hopefully to others, uh, than 
what I do here or what I try to do here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast or what I do on the radio, which is largely, you know, more entertainment. I kind of use this forum, quite honestly, as more information as opposed to entertainment. But sometimes we try and get a little rambunctious. Uh, I want this podcast to be different than my radio show. Um, you know, so it's a little calmer. It's a little bit more, uh, I guess, conversational. Uh, but more importantly, what you do and what you've done is pretty astonishing. And it's what so many men and women uh, have have done ultimately throughout the years and what your family has done, your dad, uh, his brother, so your uncle, uh, your grandfather, what you're doing now. First of all, we thank you again, and we can't thank you enough for your service, number one. Um, and I am going to forward that picture on to uh, Chris Cooley. Um, I reached out to him. I think he's on vacation, uh, as many people are right about now, uh, as we kind of mentioned. By the way, book your trip with Hotels.com. Um, but... So we will get to uh, we will get that. It was an adorable picture of Cooley and your daughter Bobby. So appreciate uh, you sending that along. Um, here's the one thing that I wanted to kind of throw out there to you guys as we reach the summer months. Here, I would love for you to email me again, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to email me, you can hashtag it Skins Stories. That's S-K-I-N-S Stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S. Hashtag it on Twitter, Skins Stories. Or email me, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. I want to hear your stories of how you became a Skins fan, what the organization means to you, what the team means to you, why you fell in love with the Redskins, why you still support the Redskins, why you listen to this podcast, what drives you, what content you want to hear. Uh, anything that you want to tell me, anything that you feel free uh, to share with me, anything that you will allow me to read on the podcast, and I will read them. Uh, as many as we get. Hashtag Skins Stories. That's S-K-I-N-S, as in Skins for Redskins. Stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S. Hashtag Skins Stories. Or you can just email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com, just like uh, Bobby did. Uh, Bobby did. Uh, and again, we thank him for his service and his entire family. Uh, and what a great story that was and why he fell in love with the Washington Redskins. That was awesome. Uh, and if, they, if I can do anything for you guys, you know, um, to make your lives a little bit easier, especially if you're serving in the military, uh, please let me know as well. All right. Again, thanks to uh, Bobby Dean for sending that along. And again, make sure you email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com. Uh, or again, hashtag on Twitter, Skins Stories how you fell in love with the Redskins, why you're still a fan, what drives you, what motivates you, what you want to see. All of that will make you guys a part of the podcast. As well, we're going to start another new feature coming up uh, later on this week, so stay tuned for that. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back with LOR 248. We still have some sound to clean up from last week. Uh, I killyard amongst that group. We will hear that on Locked on Redskins Episode number 248. This has been episode number 247, starring Kevin O'Connell and Bobby Dean. I'm merely Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for downloading us. Adios. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.